You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Bozeman. In this podcast, I'm sharing business systems and strategies specifically tailored to the bridal sewing industry so you can build your own modern and profitable bridal alterations business. Join me as I also get to chat with fellow seamstresses and share their personal success stories. I'm so glad you're here and that we can grow together in this unique trade. All right, today I am here with Jessica Ansalmi, and she is a seamstress in Medford, Oregon. So we are West Coast sisters, and um, we have that in common. Yeah, (laughs) we got to stick together. (laughs) And um, you had a recent really exciting move with your business where you were sewing from home, and then you recently got a professional space. So I'm excited to talk about that. But we're mostly going to focus on your balance of your work life and your family life, because anybody who follows you on Instagram, we know that your family is such a big part of your business. And I love that. And I think a lot of seamstresses are in the same boat. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, So I feel like we got most of our giggles out, but there's no guarantees. So (laughs) it was already like a giggle, a giggly little like pre-recording chat. So you're you've been forewarned if you're listening. (laughs) So how about you tell us about the business? Did you start it once you had a family, or were you a seamstress before kids kids came into the picture? Take us back to the very beginning of your biz. Okay. Um. So. Oh, okay. It starts pretty much when I was born. So my, yeah. Going way back. Let me take you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's a really short. So my family owned a dry cleaning business in here in Medford for like 50 years. Wow. Um, And it was very prominent in the, in the, the area. And so that's where I grew up. I grew up sitting in my grandma's, um, it was the perfect stage. Um, honestly, I did a lot of singing and dancing on that uh, little, it was a pink carpet stepped up um, where the brides <laughs> would stand. And it was like these gorgeous wind mirrors, you know, everywhere. Um, and it was just the special little room. And that was where I spent a lot of my time. And mm-hmm. my grandma did a bunch of alterations and that's where she did it. And so that's kind of like my first memories is being with my grandma. Wow. That is so cool. I had no idea. Yeah. And then it just kind of has grown. And then, um, I had a family and uh, I got married and had family. And then I kind of just kind of set everything aside. And, um, I started cleaning houses because it's, well, it was easy. Um, obviously when I got a little older, it's a little <laughs> bit harder. Um, but it, it was so flexible and I needed, right. I needed flexibility. I homeschool my girls. Um, my husband has crazy hours, uh, with his job. Um, and so I needed to be, I needed to be present as much as possible. Um, so that being said, um, Kat actually Katrina, she said, Jessica, you have a knack. We, our kids dance together. And, um, she just kind of took me under her wing and said, let's, let's do this. And I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> not ready, not ready. But she eased me in so, so stealthily. Yeah. It was like, 
she just said, nope, you're doing this and really gave me the encouragement and everything to wow. get it going. I had no idea that she was like, she had such a prominent role. Cause I remember when she and I first started chatting and by the way, we're talking about Katrina Munoz and she is a designer in Medford, Oregon. And, um, she and I, I remember when we first started talking and she was talking about this girl, Jessica in her town that she loves referring brides to. And she's like, oh, she's amazing. And I know that like, if ever I'm busy, I can send brides to her and vice versa. And so um, it's just funny hearing like the backstory of how you got there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've just, we've known each other for so many years yeah. um, and she was just cat the seamstress like that was how I knew her to begin with and then I actually got to know her as a person and she's amazing and I'm so grateful that I have her in my corner um because I can call her for anything so it really stemmed from that and then it's just kind of gotten bigger and bigger and (laughs) and so big yeah what year was your first bridal client and did you start with just bridal alterations or did you do all general alterations all general alterations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it started out with, oh gosh, I want to say it was, um, I think I really started, I made a, I made a pillowcase cover dress. <laughs> so I can't even like look at it now. Well, um, but I made a pillowcase dress for my, my dearest friend that her baby was turning one and they, it was during COVID. And so, you know, she was like, I don't know what to do. Can you do that? I did it. And then I think it was that it was that year that I had my first bride and it was my cousin. And so she, yeah, I got to do her wedding. dress. This is just recent since COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. So you started the business from your home working with friends and you're already in a place where you got to find a professional space and move out of the house. Yeah. Oh my word. That is, amazing. It, is it has exploded. I did. I, I did not know. I did not know. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because people who are listening are feeling like, okay, well, first of all, maybe I'm just sewing from home or maybe like, maybe I don't really have the skills. And it's like, those first steps are so critical and like the guts to take the first step and say, okay, I'm open for business or you can come to my house and I'll fix this for you. I'll make this case dress. (laughs) Like saying yes, it's so terrifying, but then hearing that, oh my gosh, within two years, you're supporting your family with this. And I just, I didn't realize how quickly it had moved. That is so cool. So quick. So quick. Yes. Um, yeah. And it, it, it went from just doing alterations and helping cat with some other things, but it went so fast to bridal that yeah. I, I can't imagine doing anything else at this point. Right. Right. And, and it, it is a really big need. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just said, it's a really big need. That yeah, didn't know there was right. Cause the fact that you and Kat, like both of you, I mean, I think it could have felt intimidating, like, okay, well, my friend's already really established and like, I don't know if I'm even going to get any business. And both of you are in the Medford area and you both have really like full businesses. So, okay. Yeah. So you had your first bride and it was like a cousin in 2020 or, or during COVID. So yeah. then, um, that was still working out of your home. And then how, like, was it just word of mouth? Did you communicate with bridal shops or how did you get the clients to come? Um, I, it was word of mouth. And so mm-hmm. a friend was some, a friend was a friend and sending and 
and all that kind of stuff. And then Kat was sharing my name. Um, I immediately got business cards because um, that's helpful. And then um, I had gone to a an amazing boutique here in Central Point, uh, mm-hmm. Pearl and Penna. And um, I just talked with the owner and I said, this is kind of what's going on. And what do you think? And um, she had worked with Kat and she just said, I know Kat's so busy. Can, is there any possible way? And I said, absolutely. Let me, I'll, I'll do what I can. And so mm-hmm. she is now referring brides to me all the time. All the wow. time. Wow. So mm-hmm. what did you do when you had your first dress when you were like, oh my goodness, maybe I don't know how to do this. I mean, and full disclaimer, I still sometimes have those feelings. So I don't know if you ever like get over those feelings, but like, especially when you were first starting like that first year, like what, tell us about maybe your first scary dress and what was like a practical step? Cause I know there are so many listeners who are in this exact same boat where it's like, okay, I took the first step and now I have this dress that has all this Jersey lining. What do I do? You know? Oh, Jersey lining. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. So all dresses are beautiful. Um, okay. <laughs> just, okay. So my very first dress that I thought I'm, I can't do this. Um, and I really trying to tell myself I can do it right. because if right. I say I can't, I mean, I tell my kids, you can't say can't. So, you know, right. Um, right. So, yep. right. so I, it was a dress, um, that our bride had gotten out of Texas. Um, unfortunately I had like five months to get this together, which is amazing. It was, um, mesh back with beading all down the back of it, just everywhere, just all over. Um, and it zipped up on the side and it had beading and lace everywhere, down everywhere, everywhere. And I thought nightmares are made of. (laughs) Yes. I dreamt about it everywhere. It's like, oh my gosh. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, Mm -hmm. but holy cow. And I had to, it was way too big on her. She bought it off the rack because it was the one. Um, and I had to take it down like, uh, four or five sizes. I, 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 knowing what I know now, I would have charged a whole lot more one mm-hmm. two um i would have been a little bit more logical and practical with the outcome of right. how it was going to look right and um i, I did it i did it and i it was a lot of phone calls to cat a lot of youtube mm-hmm. <sighs> i've never watched so much youtube in my life um <laughs> And then uh, lots of pictures. I documented that thing to death because I knew I had to put back the beads. I knew that things had to go back the same way and not look like I had touched it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did it and she wore it and she was beautiful. And I just did alterations for her son's prom. (laughs) So I clearly did good. Yes. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And And like, like you said, it took five months. You did the YouTube videos, you documented, you worked through it. And it's like, yeah. um, it's one of those like portfolio dresses, you know what I mean? Like you, yes. sometimes like when I kind of beat myself up over pricing, I'm like, man, this took way longer. Just recently, even I, I made a veil that took way longer, but yep. I learned so much from what I was doing with making that veil. So I'm like, I don't want to charge her with my learning curves, you know what I'm saying? So there's totally. been that balance. And that's kind of what I tell myself. So I don't, I, and I, I think that like, no matter how skilled you are, you're still going to get those jobs where it's like, you have to kind of admit 
I need to learn this skill to do it well. And she doesn't yeah. deserve to be charged by <laughs> all the extra yes. hours taking me, you know what I mean? So exactly. and then it makes me feel a little better. <laughs> oh, for sure. I did yeah. the same thing. Same bail, go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was 15 hours. I didn't charge her for 15 hours. Right. <laughs> right, right. Like, this is my education. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my own <Exactly>. education fee. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I wish. So as the, the business was growing and like you said, obviously your customers are so happy and then they're coming back for more stuff like prom or other, you know, they're referring their friends and then you have family that's involved as well. So, and I, 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 what I love about our industry is you can start at home. You can start as like a side hustle or like it can be flexible around your sewing hours until you're ready to take the next step and make it, you know, more, um, I guess like using the business hours or the business hour model. So how did you, uh, like balance the family life or your kids schedule. I didn't even know that you homeschooled. So that's a whole nother layer. Um, yeah. So give us a little peek into your routine or how you balance it. Well, I think, um, I think saying balanced is, um, very generous. Um, I'm still trying to balance, um, because it is so new Mm -hmm. and, um, I mean, in full transparency, I have overbooked this month right? by, by far. And, um, it's learning to stay up a little bit late, um, and manage time. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you try to do the best that you can. And I mean, my daughter has a play tonight and, that's where I'm, I'm here right now. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to have dinner with my husband and my other daughter, but I'm going to make that, make that play because yeah. it's important. So, um, it's just having a calendar and mm-hmm. blocking things out. Um, and that the girls- balance, I think too, you do learn with time, the more that you're sewing, the more that you know exactly how long things take you, yeah. I think that's the hardest part. The first few years, yes. like, oh my goodness, this hem, I gave myself, you know, oh, I can whip out a hem in 20 minutes. And it's like, actually it's two hours or, you know, whatever skill mm-hmm. or whatever item you're working on. It's like, we tend to underestimate the time. And I think that will come with time, but like, how do you include your family? So your kids feel like they're part of, and you know, when we've kind of corresponded before yeah. recording, you said that like your kids are so supportive and how do you keep them a part of it or how do you keep it so that they know they're like an, an important part of the business as well? So, um, because this has become very full time, mm-hmm. um, I, I absolutely rely on them to help with chores around the house yeah, and keeping our house running. And I do pay them for it because I, I mean, it is a job and mm-hmm. they, they deserve it they work yeah. so hard to keep our household running, um, when I'm in such a busy mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have no qualms with paying them money to keep our and house. I think that's so that's such a great business model. Like they're seeing mm-hmm. that, like the work towards the goals gets you money. And that's absolutely awesome. like, that's such a great example. And I don't yeah. know, I got to find a way to link in the show notes of the real, <laughs> that I would still, when I think about it, I just totally crack up of your kids frantically cleaning the house before a bride comes. It was so funny. And it was like, so accurate. Like oh oh, it's, it's legit every time, so they- every time it's panic. <laughs> <laughs> so have they been so excited? So how old are your girls? 
They are 12. They're twins. <gasps> oh, that's so cute. Okay. And yeah. those are your only two, or do you have more? Only two. Yeah. Okay. So how excited are they to see you doing something and being all of a sudden like a business owner? Like, did they get excited about the business growth too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, so cool. um, well, I think that they, they think I can just whip up anything and do everything, yeah. which is amazing. And I yeah. love it. Um, but they're seeing how hard I'm working mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that they're getting to do now, because yes, because I'm working, there is an influx of money, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get to do so many things. Um, I, I do clean their ballet studio to help with uh, ballet mm-hmm. and they help me clean it. Um, oh. And so it's paying for their ballet, which is amazing. Um, So there's a lot of things that that they are so, they just know like, okay, mom's got to work. Mom Mm -hmm. has to get this dress out. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are very, they're just, they're just amazing kids. They really are. I'm so great. And I I I don't know if I could have done it when they were little. I Mm -hmm. I really, there was a reason why I started now versus when they were little. There's no way I could have done it, but it's. It's good now. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really, the really cool example that they see you doing something that you already love to do, like a skill so that you already had, and then having the confidence to turn it into a business model. That's really cool. Oh yeah. So before, like when you first started at home, how did you, other than the frantic cleaning, um, besides that, how did you prepare your home for fittings? Did you have like a specific room that you did the sewing and hold fittings in, or was it a separate space or how did you kind of coordinate the yeah. schedule around that? Yeah. So in 2020, uh, we built a home, we bought property. Um, my husband's family had, uh, grandparents had property. They had passed away. We had lived out of that home, um, the original for a couple of years. And then uh, it was 900 square feet. So clearly it can't do much in 900 yeah. square feet. Yeah. So 2000, uh, 2020, we tore it down, built a brand new home. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's, that's an I, exciting couple of years for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of things. Um, never a dull moment in our home. And uh, I have this, it's not small by any means, but it, it is a, a room, a bedroom. And I've turned it into my sewing, my sewing space. And it's amazing. And so brides, I mean, when they come in, they see my full home. Yeah. Um, and there has been times where there's been dirty dishes and I'm like, sorry, this is just... Yeah. This is just how it is. I just hope it doesn't smell, you know, I mean, like that's just where we're at. But, um, I, I have a lot of, um, lighting in my home and, um, and I turn everything on, Mm -hmm. um, music is always playing. Um, my girls may or may not be sitting at the table doing school. They might be upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the brides come in and take them to my, my sewing space and close the door. And we're yeah, in our own. So it's space. not something that has like prohibited you. Like the, what this, what the way your house is, you know, this is what the, the, um, the season you are with your family. It's like, yeah. you're not going to let that stress get in the way of like stopping the business progression. I think sometimes we do get kind of stuck on that. Like mm-hmm. when I first started hosting fittings, we were in a duplex and I was like, Ooh, I don't know people like playing with my duplex. Like it's kind of embarrassing. You know what I mean? And if I had like, like given into that, it never, you know, I never would have grown like that first step. And I'm not, 
I'm not saying that you have any reason to feel like, but sometimes people do have this, those insecurities that they get so stuck on, but I love that you're like, okay, this is where our family is. And the room is clean, but like I do live (laughs) in my kitchen. So whatever, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think that was when I had like a bride leaving and, uh, we stopped at like the kitchen counter and she was going to write a check and like the counter was like marbled. I think you know where I'm going with this. And then she was like, I've done that. Yep. And then she's like, oh, it's kind of sticky. I was like, so embarrassed. I was like, oh. And then, of course, I was like, trying to act all fresh. I was like, oh, let me go ahead and take care of it. And so I was like, okay, note to self the one thing that does need to be clean is the counter because oh, it's paying me. Day. I don't need anything to get sticky on <laughs> my peanut butter jelly sandwich or whatever was on the counter. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I'm always like, there's nothing around, right? You okay. know? Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, oh, we have dogs. Okay. We live in the country. It is absolute mayhem and chaos yeah. at our house at all times. So we have cats that come and go and dogs that are go and run in the creek. So they're mm-hmm. by no means as our house spotless. Never yeah. will be. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I just have to if I think if I'm okay with it and you're, you know, you, if you come in and welcome somebody into your home and you're just, you're okay with it being lived in, mm-hmm. then I just don't care. They just, they just are happy that you're doing a job for them that they can't do. Yeah. 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 And don't let those like little insecurities inhibit you. So when did you, exactly. when did you move into a professional space and how often are you there compared to being at home? Um, okay. So I was, um, gifted a place to try out, Mm -hmm. um, for a couple months and that started in January, this January. Um, and I quickly moved into it because nobody wanted to drive all the way out to Shady Cove, which Shady Cove is like 20. I know it's 35 minutes, um, North of Medford. Okay. Uh, towards like Crater Lake area. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a drive, it's a drive out. Um, and I'm you sure know, it's beautiful when, though. Oh my gosh. It is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I do yeah. love the area and it's a beautiful drive. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's beautiful so much detox drive now that you get to leave work. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's good. I, I, my brides loved it. Um, my clients love it. They can come here and I have my mirrors and it's really cozy. Um, and did you know yeah. that you were at max capacity to move. I mean, I know you said it was gifted to you. So that was kind of like, okay, a great opportunity. But when did you feel like, okay, it's time for me to, I'm at a point where I can possibly pay for rent and Absolutely. get it covered. So fear, I feel like. like, yeah. So I was here like three days a week. Um, while my girls were doing ballet, I would come Mm -hmm. here and, um, we had a water leak at our house, brand new house. And we had a water leak Mm -hmm. and it went all through our living room and sewing my sewing room and I, nothing was touched. Oh my gosh. Praise the Lord. Like nothing was touched. Yeah. That's however, yeah, the floorboards were kind of wonky on my, Mm -hmm. in my sewing room. And I said, I asked my friend who let me gifted me the sewing space. I said, can I please pay you and do this? And she goes, absolutely. Let's get this going. So I signed a lease, have it 
have it all signed and have been doing that since um, May, my first lease. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And wow, I'm here like, like five days a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day. So when you're feeling like overwhelmed and I know that you said you're still like kind of figuring out what the balance is and how to like, how many to say yes to, how many to say no to. And I think we're all feeling a little overbooked. I, I just oh, made a rule yeah. about overbooking because it's just so easy to do. And then you get like, Oh, I don't want to say no. And okay. Well, you know, anyway, so mm-hmm. how, what is your, and then I feel like you recently had an injury. Didn't you have like an ankle injury or something too? So <laughs> That kind of added to it, but um, it's been real fun this year. Um, I was in a car accident. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. And then, so when things pile up or in in that case, you had to take time off and then you had to catch up. Like, how do you, what do you do when that overwhelm kicks in? And maybe we can even phrase it as like, what do you do now? And then what do you want to see yourself doing? as a healthy, balanced professional. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what I do now is I cry. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All of the above. Um, I, yeah, I panic and then I get snippy and short and mm-hmm. I realize like, that's my, my tell of I'm, I'm overbooked. Yeah. Um, so especially when I take it out of my kids or my husband, um, and they don't deserve that. So I just really try to know like, okay, that's not their problem. This was my problem because I said yes to too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so take a couple steps back, reprioritize, see where I can change some things around. Um, Kat has helped me to really look at a calendar take it all, put it all out. And so you can see it. Um, phone is great, but you can't see it all in a month, you know, and that has been super helpful. Um, so as what I'd like to see, um, is saying no and realize that it's not the end of the world and it's not, it doesn't not, not that it doesn't affect me as a business owner, but, um, I don't even know the best way to put it. It's, it's more of like, it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay because I know who I am as a person and that's more important than getting everybody. Right. And I want quality work, not quantity, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way to say it. Right. And there is kind of that like rush of, I think once things start clicking and you're like, oh my gosh, I do this and then I get money and it, and it is really exciting. I mean, people wouldn't oh. start businesses if it were, you know what I mean? So then yeah. you kind of get to that, like, oh wait, well then this month isn't going to be as much as last month or this time last year, you know, and last year, yeah, yeah it was awesome. But I also kind of sold my soul a little bit to get there. <laughs> So I think you like, and, um, one of our good friends, they own a construction company and they gave me really great advice. And they said, some years you just work super hard because you have a money goal. And then other years you have an artistry goal where you just want to really rest in what you're creating. And of course, you know, their woodworking is different than my sewing, but it has the same like still art, you know? And I loved that because I'm feeling like that's kind of where I want to spend more of my time is just enjoying it and taking on fewer clients for now, like for this season and like just giving myself the freedom to like go back and forth and know that our goals are going to change. And Mm -hmm. so now that like, you know, that you're established, you know, that you're like 
you know, you're settled in your prices or like your income. And then it's like, okay, you can kind of shift things. So I like how you said that being confident in who you are, and that doesn't need to change when you're saying no, or if you have fewer clients, it doesn't diminish your capability. It's just yeah. your knowledge of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, when you are booked so much and you're drowning, you're mm-hmm. not doing quality work. I mean, let's just be honest, let's be honest. Um, and that's disappointing because I want to do quality work and I want people to come back, but if I'm just taking everything and saying yes to everything, it's not quantity. It's not quality. Right. So, And I know, I I think we can all look back on those times when we're like, Ooh, I should have completely taken the dress apart, but instead I did the little, like, like, yes, exactly. Like, okay, I know, I know, (laughs) but it all does go back to, yeah, just, and, and even in the moment, I'm like, this is my own fault because I just took too much on, you know, so that's a really exciting place for you to be in though. Like to have the freedom to say no, instead of like, oh man, I really hope that I, you know, build the business. It's like, you're already there. And then you have this to say no, that is like so inspirational and so cool. So I, I know that we have a lot of listeners who are like kind of on the fence, like they're maybe thinking about starting the business. And I, you're just such a great example of this. And cause I think there are so many women where you were maybe in 2020 or even like before 2020, before you took the leap. So, um, like what advice could you give them who are like, I don't really know if I could do this. I think that's the biggest thing is we, yeah. so like before, even I started doing, um, well, especially before bright alterations, but before I started like my general alterations business, I was like, well, I just like to make my own clothes but I don't mm-hmm. think that's enough, which actually you learn so much when you make your own clothes. Anyway, I asked you a question that I interrupted you as you're answering. So <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> I didn't, excited. I didn't answer anything yet, but, um, and then I was like, yes, making clothes, you've learned so much. So mm-hmm. I was answering all of those things. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what was the question? The question again? was what oh. would you tell women who are yeah thinking, but just really afraid to do it? Uh, write a list. I am, I am huge about lists. Um, do I follow them always? No, but I make them. So, um, make a list on why, why you want to do this. What does it benefit for your family? Um, or family, even if it's just you, um, and what, what would be the cons, you know, pros and cons can go Mm -hmm. so far. Um, and then, you know, just simple steps, just try out, you know, let, I don't want to say sell yourself. That's not at all what I'm saying, but take a step of faith in a way and trust your abilities and just say, um, yeah, I can do this. Even if it's, even if it's going to a friend's house that has an issue or something you, you see, you see pants that are too long or something like that. And you're not calling them out. It's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but, um, you know, just say, I can do that. I'd love to help you. And yeah. maybe, maybe you only charge 10 bucks for the time being, but you yeah. know, a little bit more confident, you'll get better. You'll get faster. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah. Starting with even like your friends and family circle, there's no shame in that. And then I think too, naturally, because that's 
thinking back of kind of when I think I made like a Facebook post, like I'm accepting alterations or whatever to like my friends, you know, and then I would get these bags of clothes. <laughs> oh God, thinking back, I was like, uh, and it would be like my friend's moms that would come and I'm like, okay, um, with literally bags of little weird mending things. And uh-huh. I would, you know, I wouldn't handle it the same way now, but then I was like, okay, because you're right. It builds your confidence. Those small things. Yeah. Cause, um, it does need to be like one step at a time. And if for you, I love it. Everything was so gradual, like so gradual. you took yeah. on the, the, um, general, and then you took a couple brides and then it's not like you jumped into a professional space right away. So no. I think this is going to encourage a lot of people to just do the first step, you know? Right. Um, and then you already kind of mentioned of, um, how you keep your kids involved with the business, but for moms who are maybe tentative to take the leap because they're like, well, I have kids. I don't know. What would you tell them of how they can include their kids to make it a family ordeal? Uh, uh, well, having them be a part of it, even if they're in, so there for a while, um, one of my girls was behind in school. She was literally sitting at my sewing table, working on school while I was sewing on a dress. Wow. That's just how we had to do it for a while. Yes. And if that's what you have to do and you're throwing, I mean, I would throw down, um, I mean, they weren't super young, but they wanted to be with me and I wanted to be with them and mm-hmm. we, but I had to work. So yeah. we, I had them throw all the couch pillows on the floor in my studio and they did their schoolwork. Um, you know, you just block your time, get so that, true. get that set. And mm-hmm. just have your kids be with you. That's all they want. Yeah. I just want to be yeah. with mom. Yeah. You can do, this is a great hustle to do with the kids around. And it doesn't mean you need to kick them out of the sewing room, you know? No. And, and no. I love even just them knowing that when they help around the house, they're helping you achieve your business goals. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I could not do it if I didn't have my kids and my husband. I, they are so encouraging. And so like, yeah, you can do it, mom. You can do it. You know? And my <laughs> husband's just like, yeah, you got this babe. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you guys have way more faith in me than I have in myself. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. Well, I cannot wait to get this episode out because like I said, I think there's so many listeners who are going to feel so encouraged and there's just nothing pretentious about you. Like you're so <laughs> approachable. And I feel yeah. like we need to see more of that sometimes like on Instagram or, you know, whatever social media we follow, we see these like self-made women. And we think that it's like, I don't know, this like elite, like upper level. And it's like, no, you're still like literally living your life and you're like achieving all your goals, but it's like a very, so thank you for just being so honest and encouraging because I think it's a great message. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So where can our listeners find you to follow your crazy family photos, your broken foot photos or whatever (laughs) spring, (laughs) my crazy life. This is my life. Um, Water leaks. (laughs) Where can we find those? I'll tell you why I've been 2022. I was hard. Um, so you can find me at Instagram at just Kaloran alterations. Um, and it's L a U R Y N because my mom was being fancy. Um, so at just Kaloran alterations at Instagram and then, um, Facebook is the same and I'm not on it right now because 
I have like four racks of wedding dresses that I'm working on. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we'll let you get back to work then. (laughs) Thanks, Jessica, so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.